Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm bringing you the post-game show after Bayern Munich's big 5-2 victory over Benfica in the Champions League. Obviously, a dominant performance from Bayern Munich. Uh, you know, it was kind of funny because Benfica came out really strong, and I thought they came out aggressive, and it was typical of what I thought we would see in this match. Uh, Benfica knew it had nothing to lose, really. Uh, they were big underdogs. Uh, you know, it's a proud veteran team. And I figured they would come out and try and go punch for punch early on with Bayern, which they did, but they just had no stamina to keep up with the Bavarians on that. And slowly but surely, Bayern Munich took over. Uh, let's walk through how everything shook out for Bayern Munich today. Uh, first big play of the match I would say was in the 16th minute where uh, Benfica had a goal disallowed due to offside and I thought it was pretty obvious uh, no real argument there I think from either side but it just showed that Benfica was they were going to put the pressure on Bayern Munich they were going to go out and try and win the game they weren't just going to park the bus sit there absorb Bayern's pressure and hope to walk out with a, you know, one nil loss or two, one loss, whatever they were going to try and win the game. Unfortunately, Bayern is just that much more talented and better in the 26th minute. Robert Lewandowski got his first goal of the match off of a feed from Kingsley Coman vintage Lewandowski goal uh, headed it in back post after Coman sent it over on a cross. It was really nice. The play was started by Yashua Kimmich. So, uh, you know, just all around great team goal for Byron on that one. Just six minutes later, though, Serge Gnabry struck. Ball went in. Robert Lewandowski tracked it down, sent a nice pass over to Gnabry, who finished. At that point, it's 2 nothing. You're in the 32nd minute, and everything is coming up Bayern Munich. Uh, really impressive to that point. And, uh, you know, it just felt like Bayern was in firm control and that this, is, this was going to be a game where they just rolled right over uh, Benfica. Uh, but that didn't quite happen. Uh, Murato <laughs> off of a free kick, uh, kind of bullied uh, Daya Upamakano and headed in a goal to make it 2-1 Benfica. But I'll say as much as it might have been a one-on-one with Upamakano, I do not think that he got much support there from Benjamin Pavar or Leon Goretzka. I felt like they did a little bit too much watching there. It was clear that Upamakano was struggling there with Morato and unfortunately uh, for Manuel Neuer, uh, the Brazilian got his head on that and made it 2-1. Uh, from that point, it got a little interesting because, you know, Bayern had looked so good and they had withstood that early pressure from Benfica. I didn't necessarily think that Benfica was going to get back into the game, but, you know, you were a little worried uh, about Byron perhaps having a little bit of a lapse, maybe getting a little bit too comfortable. And that would come into play uh, in extra time in the first half. Uh, Leon Goretzka tried to rip off a shot. There was a handball. Of course, Robert Lewandowski stepped to the spot. And very uncharacteristically, Lewandowski, he did everything he normally does on his PKs but he hit a weak ground ball up the middle and baseball, we would say he got sawed off and it just really was no challenge uh, to Benfica. And it was just a rare miss. Uh, I uh, I'm really shocked at the result of that one, but that was not the last we would hear from Lewandowski in the match. As we entered halftime, it was two one Bayern Munich. Again, Bayern was in control. 
you didn't feel like they were under too much of a threat. And obviously the team felt that way as well because they came out storming in the second half. Uh, Leroy Sané in the 49th minute put in a goal uh, assisted by Alfonso Davies. Uh, and at that point, you kind of knew Byron was they had some fire under them. They were not going to just sit back and take the rest of this game easy. That made it 3-1. Uh, 12 minutes later, Levin got, Lewandowski got his second goal. Uh, this one was a feed from Leroy Sané. Uh, theft little chip from Lewandowski. Uh, typical of what he can do. He can score in so many ways. Uh, but one thing I probably should note before that second goal from Lewandowski was Dio Pumacano picked up another yellow card, which I believe was his fifth and will put him out for the next game. So, uh, not ideal for Bayern Munich, but at this point, Upamecano seems like he's struggling with himself a little bit. Maybe he could use the time off. Uh, once it got to 4-1 there, uh, Benfica started to sub a lot, and um, it made a little bit of a difference. Bayern also took the opportunity to sub. We saw Jamal Musiala come in for Kingsley Coman. We saw Omar Richards come in for Alfonso Davies. Uh, we saw Marcel Sabitzer come in for Joshua Kimmich and Thomas Muller come on from, for Leroy Sané. Uh, the Sabitzer and Muller subs came on the 72nd minute. Uh, and at that point, it looked like, again, Byron was up 4-1 and things were just going to ride out that way. Byron was capable of scoring a couple more goals, but we just figured at that point Benfica was probably going to turtle up, but they did not. The, the entire Byron back line uh, seemingly just uh, misplayed a, an entire possession there. Dai Upamakano was out of position. Tangai Nianzu was out of position. Uh, Benjamin Pavar and Omar Richards uh, clearly uh, did not do well defending. It was ultimately a goal by Darwin Nunez, who ironically has been linked to Bayern Munich in some transfer rumors. But... Uh, in the end, it was just bad positioning by Upamakano and Nianzu, and then Pavar put the cherry on top by playing Nunez on side, and Richards just could not get there to uh, defend him. So you could also pinpoint that he probably was not in the best position either. So just all around, all four of them completely bricked on that play. But still, it was 4-2 in the 74th minute. Everything was still looking good. Uh, in the 84th minute, Robert Lewandowski got his third goal for a hat trick. And of course, just another chip uh, for him. And, you know, it just, again, so cool, calm and collected on the ball. He was able to beat the goalkeeper again with just a chip. And he is uh, just a very special player. In the 85th minute, everyone's favorite Bunasar checked into the match for Serge Gnabry. And that is how the game ended 5-2. A uh, very impressive victory for Bayern Munich. I think fans probably come away uh, very satisfied with that result, even though there were different points of the game that were frustrating. Uh, you know, to start it off, I would say that Nagelsmann's lineup was was kind of wild, right? I mean, Luca Hernandez and Nicolas Sewell were not available. Uh, I did not see Tangai Neanzu getting the start there. That was really surprising to me. You know, we had seen some stories over the past week that indicated he was not really that happy with his role and that he could be considering a loan or a transfer and that the, the club was reluctant to do that. But, uh, you know, he got the call. And, uh, I mean, look, I'm not going to be too hard on him. He's a young player. He's trying to establish himself. I didn't think he was great, put it that way. Uh, he needs a lot more time. He needs a lot more seasoning. I don't think he's quite big game ready, if you know what I mean. Um, the other kind of 
key things to the lineup today were Nagelsmann starting three wingers in Gnabry, Coman, and Sané. Uh, and it really looked like a 3-1-5-1 formation at times, uh, mostly due to the inclusion of all three wingers. Sané was definitely playing centrally. But Coman and Gnabry were way more narrow than you would, you would think uh, they normally would be. And that, while it looked like things were congested at times, the players from Bayern really know how to handle that. And they work well with having that many bodies in the box. Typically, you would think that there would just be too much confusion there. And I think at times earlier in the season there was. But Bayern has figured out a way to use that to their advantage. And the wingers getting a little more narrow has made them a I would say more dangerous than I think we've seen uh, ever before. So this is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, Thomas Muller also found himself on the bench to start. And one of the big shocks with Muller on the bench was that we did not see Jamal Musiala start the match. Of course, he came in as a substitute. So I would, uh, I would love to know what's going on with Musiala, if there are issues with his training, if there's something else going on, because he went from being one of the most key and vital players just a few weeks ago uh, for this team to barely being able to go on the pitch. So really curious as to what's going on with him. And, uh, you know, maybe it's just some growing pains, as they say, and getting used to Nagelsmann and getting adapted to what Nagelsmann wants him to do. Um, obviously, uh, Byron's, you know, strong start in the first half there was, was very key. Uh, Benfica scoring the goal and Robert Lewandowski's missed penalty were, were definitely down points of the first half, but, like I said, when we when we did the rundown of the game, Bayern was just so strong. They were really, really good, and you didn't feel like they were really ever going to be challenged. And at that point, you entered halftime. It was a you know it was a it was a game where you really felt comfortable that Bayern Munich was really going to uh, be able to do things the right way, and they were going to be able to finish strong. Of course, they did. Um, you know, that this, the start to the second half was just so key. Sané getting off and getting that goal was just incredible. It was great for the Bavarians to start that off. And, of course, it carried all the way through. Uh, the big notes that I took away from this were that Byron's attack, like I talked about, was swarming. And there were players always moving, always making runs, always looking for the next pass. And it was very tough for Benfica to keep up with them. Uh, another big thing was that... Um, Again, like I noted, Bayern looked really comfortable operating with that many bodies in the box, much more comfortable than we've seen in the past. Uh, it was uh, it was impressive, to say the least. Uh, where I did walk away with some concerns is just I think we, we've seen too many uh, breakdowns with the back line. It doesn't really seem to matter who's back there. They're all quite capable of having uh, one or two breakdowns per game, and I think we saw that today. Uh, Upa Makano just seems to be struggling with himself a little bit. Benjamin Pavar, of course, is up and down. We saw him be a little more active offensively today, but, you know, again, that second goal, just uh, bad positioning, had him keep Nunez on side. And, you know, while it didn't matter in this one, that is definitely something that could play a role down the line. So I really hope that the defense is able to shore things up and get it together, but it's, it's obviously one of those areas that the team will have to continue to work on. Uh, but with this victory, Bayern will move on to the round of 16, which is great news. And I think that uh, most fans will be happy about that overall great effort. So with that, we will end this uh, end this post-game show. And you can follow all of our coverage on the site with our observations, initial analysis, 
match awards and just about everything else. We'll have some post-game reactions in there as well. Uh, stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for all of our other programming this week. So uh, it's been great catching up with you guys again. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. You can get me at the Barrel Blog. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. You can get Tom at TommyAdam71. And you can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.